what is up with the Panther Nation? This is sports editor of the Prowler, Daniel Stackhouse, here with the fifth episode of Panther Nation Radio. It has been a ride. We are in episode five. Last week, we talked to six different sport different sport athletes as they all played last week in their endeavors. Some of them ended up making it through the week. Some, their journeys ended at that point. But we are going to get to all of that at right now. We are going to start with girls soccer. We talked to Mary, to Captain Mary Jane Gagliano last week. She felt pretty excited about what they were doing. She just felt like that they just needed to put it all together. And that was the, kind of the common trend was being able to put everything together so that when they were so that when they got to Grady, they were going to be able to have a success, successful game and move on to Bus Eternity and hopefully the state championship. Unfortunately, that did not. That was not how it went. Unfortunately, they they fought fought decently hard, but they will lose to Grady with by a score of three to one. It's kind of the same thing that's been haunting the team this entire season is that they've been trying they've been having a rotating door of injuries with people coming in and out. That's been hard for them to build chemistry and. But they've been trying to do that through the postseason, which, I mean, usually you're trying to get that stuff at the beginning of the year or, or near the end of the year. But through the playoffs, I mean, it just was an unorthodox situation for them. They looked like they were finally getting it with, with a merciful win against Drew and, or sorry, no, Creekside for the first round. And Union Grove, they kind of had some troubles, but the hope was that if they could, they could press on and conquer those, conquer those issues in Grady, they were going to be able to go go for a good run. Unfortunately, they did not. They did not. They were not able to get done against Grady. And like I said, they lost three to one. Fortunately, though, for those Panther fans that may be bitter, Grady would go on to lose to Plus Journey four to zero in the final four, ending their season. It really stinks for the girls because even they had a lot of talent. They had a lot of talent losers, including Chloe Spratlin and Quinn Nowicki, and and. It's. It wasn't. They had a kind of a. They had to really work with what they had. They had a lot of different. They had a lot of different pieces that play from seniors, fresh freshmen, and in between. It was a very interesting dynamic. On for it really stinks that they couldn't make it pay off. But it is going to plant seeds for the future because they do have young players like fresh, like freshman forward Mia Hargrove and freshman center back. Cecily Shaber that they're that they were able to play for a decent amount of time that when they had that experience They're gonna be able to do something pretty well But for the seniors it stinks for them because that was a pretty solid class. I mean we talked to To captain to captain Mary J. Gagliano yet last week, but there was also Senior Ford and San Diego State University of San Diego signee Sarah Evans universe senior midfielder and and you University of North Georgia commit Darby Olive Senior, and also senior forward Georgia State commit Chloe Thompson. These are girls that are playing at playing at the college level. Some of them even the D one. So a very impressive group. It's just the way they gel together didn't end up working out for the for them in the end. But with the pieces they have coming back, they have the potential to end up to cultivate a successful team for next year and the years to come. But that will that story will be have will have to be told next year as they're the first they're the next team to be eliminated from state playoff contention. The next one to be eliminated was the same day on last Wednesday, which was a surprise to many. 
the boys soccer team and when I heard that they lost I was shocked and I I just straight up couldn't believe it but when you read into it I mean sometimes the way the way it went out the way they went out sometimes you just have to look at that and say hey that's just sometimes how it is I talked to the senior captain and, and center back Austin Morris who's also playing at the University of Alabama Birmingham he felt very confident, and he felt very confident that these guys were going to go into go into Johnson and do everything they, everything that they needed to do to win. And I could not blame him. They played a really tough schedule. They beat McIntosh, which is one of the, which is probably the second best team in the state. They had everything they needed to to win. And I kept I kept I saw this from this team again and again and again throughout the spring season. But they lost the coin toss. I mean, they had to go to play in Johnson and uh, Johnson is a very respectable and commendable team they won the state championship in 2018 being the Panthers that year but they lost to the Panthers in 2019 so even though they even though they split games this was the first game that they would be playing in Johnson so Stars boys team was going to have their heads handy Johnson ended up End up with the first blood in the first half. Stars Mill would not respond until the second half. And even though it was tied, Johnson would break that tie late in the half. And Stars Mill did not have any answers. And they would go on to lose 2-1. to one. And I feel very upset by this. I don't I don't blame it. I don't blame anybody on this team because you can't say that with every everything they have in the game itself. There's all. I'm pretty sure that Johnson and some other some stores on YouTube actually posted highlights of the game. You can't say that they didn't fought, fight hard. They had all the pieces to win, and they and if a couple balls go their way, they're on their way to the final four. But you get to the elite eight, everyone has a chance. And when you go up against a team like Johnson, the final four of the elite eight, when any either of those teams can really win the state championship, you're in. You're going to be in for a good competition, but for Stars Mill, it was a long night, and it did not come out in victory. Like I said, I'm gonna, I'm just going to name drop some guys here. Uh, and the, the, the attacks, or the attack, the forwards, senior, Brooklyn, senior Maryville signee Brooklyn Masillo, senior Jake Eubanks were doing phenomenal in the wings, getting goal after goal after goal every game. Senior and senior Keenan Godfrey in the midfield was doing really well at facilitating the action and getting Masillo and Eubanks' goals. And then you have people on the defense like senior senior Captain Austin Morris and senior Connor Mark who were just pushing that line. They had a formula to win, and I'm so, so sad that they couldn't get it out in the end. But... I don't think this team should hold it down, hold it against themselves. They had a phenomenal season, and they and it's like Austin told me is that they is that those guys are brothers. They see themselves as brothers, and they're going to have relationships through through soccer that they're going to last for the rest of their lives, and that's the important thing. And I hope that, and all I can hope for is that they keep they keep together what they've they keep together their relationships that they have had through soccer. And then Johnson went on to beat Woodward in the final four, three to two, to advance, and they will be playing McIntosh. Hopefully, in a perfect world, that Stars Mill play, but unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world. So we're going to move on to the final team to be eliminated in 
in the, in this past week, and that is the boys lacrosse team. This was the final week for the team, and it was a, it was a week of highs and lows. They played against Kingridge on Tuesday. They started slow, going back, going down three nothing in the early in the first quarter. Hold on to that. They tied the game at the end of the first, and they just never looked back. Even though it was a slow first quarter, they still found the way to get production and had a really successful night. A lot of different scores, and it was and what the coach was, and what the coaches were telling the team is that this wasn't just a situation where it was just the senior captains in Gabe Lopez or Luke Rosarucci scoring. It wasn't just them. It was like four or five different guys that were scoring, including juniors Charlie Crockett, Barrett Schmidlkoffer, and Colin Smith all pulling their own weight, and it was a phenomenal thing to see. It was a great spectacle. They ended up winning 17-8. to And what that game showed is that they do have a promising amount of depth, especially with the defense led by senior Red Jones. Eric Fuel and those guys, those guys among others, are able to really lock down, lock down offenses. But that was going to be tested in the quarterfinals versus Greater Atlanta Christian, which they played last Friday. Let's talk about how that went. They get they end up starting slow, going down three 0 in the first quarter. Same trend as the first, same trend as in Kings Ridge. And I was talking to some to some affiliate with Panther, with Stars Miller Cross, and this end up this. Ultimately, has been a trend, for, uh, a unfortunate trend for the Panthers going down in the first quarter, and it being and it being problematic for them going down the road. Unlike the Kings Ridge game, however, they they did end up stopping Greater Atlanta Christian from scoring, but they didn't do anything themselves, which kept the game at a three nothing lead in favor of the Greater Atlanta Christian Spartans heading to the second half. But that's when things got crazy. The Panthers finally got on the board after trailing by five goals. Rusterucci to Lopez, lightened the quarter, cut the deficit to three with like, what, 25 seconds to go? It finally looked like it, momentum was going to be on their side. That was until Greater Atlanta Christian scored a, goal, scored a goal seconds later to squash momentum. And at the third quarter, the Panthers held the Spartans to six. And they just they, it maybe with that momentum they get some going, but they end up scoring two goals late in the quarter. But it was too late. They lost six to four and were eliminated from the playoffs. Again, a very sad situation. The senior class. I explicitly remember talking to head coach Barry Schmidlkoffer, or sorry, not Barry Barry Schmidlkoffer, head coach Jeff Schmidlkoffer at the end at the end of that game. It was an emotional thing for him and for the whole team. Some, one thing I remember him saying to me was that this group of seniors despise losing, and they were going to do, and they were great in doing everything in their power to make sure that they didn't lose. And it showed against Great Atlanta Christian. They didn't lay down. They didn't get blown out. They played a competitive game, and they saw it through to the very end, even though it wasn't the outcome that they wanted. It's very unfortunate to them, but I tip my hats off to these seniors, six of which are going to be playing at the college level next year. It's just a talented group. Hopefully the talented juniors will be able to pick up. Hopefully next year the Stars Lacrosse team will finally make it past the Elite Eight. But that is, a, or like girls soccer, that is a story that has yet to be told. We are going to get back we are gonna. We will be right back after these messages. When we come back, we'll be talking about the team still playing spring sports right now. But we, but we will talk about those three after these messages. The Prowler would like to thank the following sponsors for their continued support of student journalism at Stars Mill High School: Tim Monahan and Farmers Insurance, Mahaffey Orthodontics, 
Pinewood Inspections, Advanced Physical Therapy, and Search America. And we are back with Panther Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. When we left off, we talked about the three sports teams that saw their end this past week. But on the lighter spe- on the lighter side of the on the brighter side of the rainbow, we're going to be talking about the teams that are still playing right now. And we have three: the track team, the girls across team, and the baseball team. We're going to talk about the track team for. We're going to be talking about the base. Actually, no, we're going to start with where they're at in the playoffs. So we're going to start with the baseball team first. Last week we talked. Last week we talked to senior Declan Dunn. Who was very confident where where they were at? Like he said, he was improving a lot, improving his own aspects as a pitcher. And with the and with the bullpen situation that we've been talking about through the entire year, it's finally starting to come together. And if they they can make that work, their and their hitting can end up winning the day because they have a lot of really good hitting on that team, which we'll get to in a second. So they played coffee on Wednesday. It was a bit of a struggle in the first part of the first game, but they ended up blowing out coffee in the first game and then shutting them out in the second game for a two-game sweep to advance to the to the stage or to advance to the 5A quarterfinals in which they came up against Greenbrier. Greenbrier is potentially one of the best teams in 5A baseball. And rightfully so, they're right up there with Loganville. The two of them have been battling for for the right of best team in the state since the, since the beginning of the year. Greenbrier ended up winning the region between them, so they ended up hosting Stars Mill on Monday on Monday, and it would it, lo- it would look like to be the f- biggest test Starsmo would come up come up against in the in the year. So they start out game one. They pitch Bryce Senior Bryson Daniel, which he's not the guy that they usually start. Which is nothing. Which is no disrespect to Bryson or anything. He's just not one of the guys they usually start because he usually plays plays as a reliever. So I mean, unless they're playing an easier game, but in those tougher games, they're usually they're usually starting some somebody else. They ended up struggling against. They ended up struggling against Greenbrier in Game One. Greenbrier was racking up the runs early. Stars Mill tried to get some runs on the board, but ultimately, Greenbrier had the greater amount of firepower to win the day, and they would win the first game, putting the start, putting the Panthers, giving the Panthers their first loss. In the entire in the entire playoff so far, two rounds they haven't lost a game up until this point. They went back and gave them a heck. <laughs> they gave them they they showed the Greenbrier Wolf Pack. Sorry, the Greenbrier Wolf Pack. Why they're a team not being messed with? They dominated the second game and basically just cruised their way to a victory to to send the game series to Game Three, which would be played. On Tuesday, and at that point, that momentum that Stars Mill had in Game One, and Game, or sorry, Game Two, basically they basically just coasted with that. They dominated. They scored. They hit ten runs. They hit ten runs against Greenbrier. And senior Declan Dunn actually pitched, started that third game, and he pitched phenomenally. A lot of strikeouts, a few three up, three downs, and even when even when Greenbrier had a had a had the bases loaded in one of the innings to potentially get a comeback started, he Declan didn't care. He threw a strikeout and squashed the momentum 
Stars Mill grabbed the momentum and did not let it go. They would win the game three by a score of 10 to 1 to advance to the final four, the second time in the past three years this this team has made to the final four. Gosh, wow. This team is hot right now. And I've, I've been talking about them throughout the entire year, but geez, they are ex- they are right where they need to be. They If they can coast with what they have, they can coast with all the momentum they have right now, I think they're pretty good. They're hitting core with guys like Thad Ector, Josh Tate, Sean White, and many, and many, many more. Those guys know how to hit a baseball, and they're able to manufacture runs. The pitching may be their weaker side, maybe their weaker, weaker part of their game, but they're able to, but they're able to successfully, successfully shut down other offenses when they need to. So there isn't really that much concern for them for their pitching at this point. Their fielding is right, is on point. They're fielding really well. A lot of the issues in the past don't really seem to be as prevalent at this point. But that's going to be tested at on Saturday against Ware County. They are going to be hosting Ware County at 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock in their Final Four game. Will they punch their ticket to the state championship? Potentially the first state, cha- for the first state championship series for this team since 2009. We are going to find that out on Saturday against Ware County at Panther Stadium at 5 o'clock. So if you're in the area, go and check that out. Next, we're going to be talking about track because they are right up there getting they're getting prepped for the, the for the meet for the state meet as we speak. They they compete in the sectional B meet which consists of regions 2, 3, 6 and 7, which some which some even the track coach Chad Walker consider the tougher sectional of the two. And they sent 21 of their entrance into the state into the state meet. It started with senior Georgia Tech signee Allie Walker setting the school record in the 1600 meter race, and then for the boys 1600, junior Garrett Jones and senior Cole Mulvey qualifying as well. So that's three qualifiers after the first event. After the first event, then in the first, then in the boys pole vault, senior junior David Bowers and senior Marines pulley Joey Sokowski ended up. And up both qualifying. Sokowski had a little bit of trouble at 12 foot, but ultimately both of them will qualify. Joey, I think, placing seventh, and yeah, placing seventh, and Bowers play, Bowers fi- finishing at fourth. So, and for those who, and if you don't know, qualifying for sectionals is just getting top eight. So that's really all a lot of these guys needed. Sophomore Josh Pfeiffer in the discus throw had a really good preliminary, had a really good throw in the preliminary round. It basically coasted him to the, to fourth place. And a qualification in boys' discus. And then triple jump, Mathis and Stampley were representing Stars Mill. Stampley qualified, but Mathis was so close. A guy from Northside Columbus actually ended up passing his jump in right after right after Mathis jumped. So he missed out in placing at ninth place. And then at the high jump, funny situation with high jump. Senior KSU commit Devin Barnett was at a second meet of the year. Had some trouble at six foot and did not clear it. That is because in on his second attempt, he was not properly communicated of his time, so he was given he he timed out without actually being notified of it. So he got an extra fourth attempt and he made that clearing six foot. And at that point, he went on to jump six foot two, placing fifth and qualifying for state. And then junior Amanda Robinson in the pole vault. 
jumping eight foot six to be the only girl in a fuel event for Stars Mill to qualify for the state meet. And then for and then for boys shot put, Joseph Rampy Joseph Rampy throwed with Pfeiffer and Junior Darren Doster, but Rampy was the only one that would qualify with a distance of 49.5, making him the only one of those three to qualify for state. Following a short break, they started with the run with the run meets. The four by, both four by eight hundred teams qualified. Junior Sydney or sorry, the girls four by one also qualified. And then there was a little bit of a drought with the next few events that nobody qualified. Then Barnett comes back in the 110 hurdles and places first with a time of 15.6 to qualify for the state meet. Allie Walker ran again in the 800 meter race. She qualified too. Colby Smith for the boys would also make it into state with a time of two minutes and two minutes and 1.54 seconds. Unfortunately, uh, when the junior Sydney Blair and senior Kathleen Stevens both were running the 100, 200 meter sprints for Starsville, but they neither of them qualified in either of those. As the meet goes on, the final events, the both the four by 400 meter relay teams qualified. And even the boys' team ran the one, not only won the sectionals meet, but ran the fastest time in the state for those for both sectionals. They all I may have missed a couple, but twenty, like I said, twenty-one athletes are going to be heading to Carrollton. There's a good chance there's going to be a lot of success for Starsville, even on the boys' side. There's a good, there's a potential chance that the boys' team will win state, but that's that, but that will be yet to be determined. Meet. Events are going to be starting today and they'll be running till Saturday. So if you make it to Carrollton, go ahead and check them out if you have the opportunity to. Lastly, we're going to be talking about girls lacrosse. This team has become immensely successful in the past season. In the past few seasons, they have been they have been finding their way through through the state playoffs, and it all came down to their four their. Final four game against Northview, who had a losing record, but they had scrapped their way through the playoffs, and they were ready to give give the girls team some trouble. And they did. It was a close game, and I don't think through that entire time, I don't think the deficit for either team was larger than three. That's how competitive this game was. They were neck and neck with each other. They were fighting hard. But ultimately, it and Starsmill had to go through a lot because they actually got exposed on the technical side with a lot of with a lot of technical mistakes. And to be completely blunt, the refs were not helping. There were it was obviously biased officiating, but besides that, they ended up edging them out by winning. I think either eleven. I they end up winning by one goal, twelve to eleven, to win the final four game and advance to the state championship in the la, in the for the third time in three years. That might be the most impressive thing I'm going to say on this podcast all year. Wow, this team is actually on the actually on the cusp of winning a second state championship. When I talked to coach, to head coach Lane, head to girls cross coach Mary Lane about it, she said that the ten, the ten, the way they were exposed, that's exactly what they ended up needing for that game. They were they were able to see what they needed working on for state. And it's just if they had a if they had a blowout game, it wouldn't do nearly as enough for them. So she's very thankful that they had that opportunity to to see themselves like that and learn and improve. It's such 
everything's coming together because like I, like I've been talking about with like I talked with Jacqueline Broderick last week and with Coach Mary Lehman the week prior, week prior, this team has the talent, and they're coming together like a group. They have very good core values in which they are doing everything they can to stay true to themselves, play their game, stay strong, and keep their feet grounded, which is very important. They're very focused on, on the next play, the next draw, everything. They want to make sure that they're ready for everything possible, and they will be playing at Denmark at 10 o'clock on Saturday against either Westminster or Blessed Journey. The winner of that game is to be determined. That is all for Panther Nation this week. Jeez, there is a lot to talk about here. I tried to fit it all into this one episode, but we are nearing the end of sport, end of the spring sports season. It's this has been a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see how this ends. I'm Daniel Stackhouse. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. Yeah.